0: Hey guys, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Welcome to Papercut. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. 2016 by Mark Manson. Now, if you've been to any bookstore in the past five years, you would have noticed a sprawl of orange across every self-help section, laden with copies of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I'm going to shorten it down to The Subtle Art at this point. The book is very much what it says it is it's a self-help piece on how to find happiness and things that really matter in life and in some sense it's an anti-self-help book the way it rips into sort of other self-help books ironically provides more sensible advice for those who need it yuji i don't know if you know mark manson or if you've read this book before no i haven't
1: right you know why Uh, why because i don't give a fuck I mean, we stop right there <laughs> yep mic drop <laughs> uh, i mean okay I- I- i'll give
0: some color to this so I'm a-, I'm a fan of mark manson i'm subscribed to his weekly newsletters and i do generally agree with his philosophy in life um if you ever go to his website his website contains a large reading list for those of you who are interested in what he's reading and some of the books there are actually quite interesting His two other books, one that came before The Subtle Art and one that came after, though not as famous, are still bestsellers, but they don't come close to the level of recognition that The Subtle Art has achieved. Mark Manson himself, for those of you who don't know, actually started life, his professional career, quote-unquote, as a pickup guru, teaching men how to pick up women. And so his first book, Models, is aptly titled Models, Attract women through honesty, which I suppose is nicer than the reputation normal pickup artists get.
1: Actually, I do wonder, like, since this isn't his first book and right. he's done other quote-unquote self-help books before. Yeah, are those books that he published before sort of like the antithesis? The antithesis of the kind of books that he's trying to talk against in this particular book so how similar are those books hmm. to traditional self-help books okay so I
0: think he's he's written three so far Models was his first one Subtle Art his second yeah. and uh, Everything's Fucked is his third which I haven't read I, I can speak to the first two though so with Models It's the same sort of thing in that he's trying to deconstruct the normal pickup industry. So instead of sleazy, picking up women, using all sorts of lies, he's saying, why don't you be honest? Why don't you be a better person? That sort of stuff. And in this one, it's like, you know, instead of being positive all the time, why don't you consider X, Y, Z? So
1: it's consistent, basically.
0: It's a consistent way of writing in that it's paradigm-destroying,
1: but it's I wouldn't say they're really connected. If he's echoing what the general consensus of the sort of pickup guru world is saying, then it would be a bit hypocritical for this book to start, you know, trashing on all the other (laughs) self-help artists. Mm -hmm. Glad to know that he practices what he preached. So, you know, Nick, I know you've got good taste, so I completely trust you on that one. (laughs) But I've got another question as well. So, because I was like walking through bookstores um, now and then, and I noticed this other book called, like, How to Give Zero Fucks. And I can't help but think, Now, those two books, like, you know, I know they're not the same book, but, like, they must be quite similar, right? So, I know you haven't read that one, but to provide some kind of context, Mm. How to Give Zero Fucks, is just, it's a very diagramic book. So, it's just a lot of, like, flowchart diagrams. You start with, like, one place, um, you worry about work, and there's, like, a lot of decision trees. Right. And they all point to don't give a fuck at the end. (laughs) And there's, like, 100 pages of that. With different scenarios so is, is it is it like that in your face or does he provide a lot more reasoning and explanation um in this particular book so when authors put the word fuck in their book you usually it's shock you, factor yeah.
0: it's shock factor yeah call it what it is i think the subtle art is more controlled in the way it tells you not to give a fuck so it's not saying don't give a fuck about life in general it says you can't give a fuck about everything, and you shouldn't. You have to choose what you care about. And that's the main thing about this book. So I'll go straight into it. This book has makes several points, but they all point towards the same few things. And I said before that this is a an anti-self-help book. It mainly attacks traditional self-help narratives in favor of more grounded alternatives that may be more meaningful in the long run. So when I say uh, traditional self-help narratives, I mean, like, be positive, be happy, blah, blah, blah. And the opening section alone, well, sets the tone for the whole story. Stop trying. And from there, Manson dismembers, like, the whole self-help tropes. Like, you know, you should be happy, you should keep trying, you should never, ever give up. And, you know what I mean? It's it suffocating. And Manson tells us that by focusing on what we lack, so, for example, I don't have enough money... And doing things like positive affirmations, like, oh, you know, I'm going to make money today. I'm going to make money today. I'm going to be beautiful today. When you tell yourself that you'll get something, is actually the most toxic thing we can do to ourselves. He also talks about the hedonic treadmill. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no. Uh, so basically, it's this idea where by if you get what you want, your expectations for the next thing keeps going higher and higher. Oh, yes. okay. So if you earn a million dollars you might want 2 million next where you get used to your ex your what you have and you just want more yeah and finally sell, it tells us like you know that if you just let go of this shit and reorientate yourself to something more meaningful you become overall a happier person
1: does he kind of give an example of what kind of reorientation he wants you to do cuz you know this is all good and well of no? well yeah. I agree with that but does he offer any does he offer any alternative thought paths that we should follow instead of the traditional like be positive
0: i think you're saying more like um you know you shouldn't focus on external things if that makes sense so a good example he gave in the book was one of the members of the acdc of what would become acdc Mm -hmm. uh, got kicked out of the group and started his own band which megadeth which is also really famous however the guy that started megadeth was like you know, he just was not happy because Megadeth did not reach the same acclaim as ACDC. I see. And you have someone like the guy who originally played uh, drums for the Beatles. When he got kicked out, uh,
1: he, That back then, Beatles weren't famous.
0: <laughs> and then they found Ringo and they got massive.
1: I was going to say that. I was watching an episode of uh, Would I Lie to You? And this was the guy. Yeah. There, there was this guy who was like, I was going to be the drummers for the Beatles. And they were like, no way. And it was actually, he was actually a drummer, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
0: And and if you talk to this guy, like he's orientated himself in such a way that he doesn't focus on the external sort of things. In fact, he's very happy and content with life. Mm. And if you look at some of the Beatles, like, you're like, okay, maybe they didn't live very happy lives anyway. So the alternative is probably better. And that's what Mark's, uh, Manson's trying to get at. Like, You can focus on the externals all you want, but if you're not happy on the inside, then... Well, no, none, of, none of the
1: external stuff will be good enough. Yeah. So basically, like, fix your mindset to to be satisfied or at least to be content with what you have currently. But instead mostly. of, like, trying to obtain more and more stuff that... Might not make you yeah, even happier. Yeah,
0: Okay. Exactly. It might not even be meaningful to you. So it's, it's an approach to
1: meaning, I suppose. You can look at it that way. I think going back to the point of the traditional... The traditional... Um, view of just being happy and positive like it actually kind of grinds my gears and nick i'm I, I think you will agree with me as well like we, we both know people who just who just they, they try to be happy and they're like oh yeah we can do this you know it's like it's, it's actually really really annoying <laughs> and like i get it i get it that you know they're coming from they're coming from like, a good place and right. they have good intentions but you know what you know that's that saying goes you know the path to hell is paved with good intentions. And right. I think this is one of those things <laughs> that you find way, way, way down there, right at the <laughs> gates of Hades. The main, the main problem I have with this is that most people kind of take this ideology too far. They just keep being positive for the sake of oh. being positive. Okay. And I feel like a lot of them, they don't actually stop and think, like, what's causing the problem in my life? Like, why... Is this an issue? They just keep saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like, if I keep being happy, everything will work out. And then the sad thing is it does for them because they hypnotize themselves. Mm. And it's us that it's us people around them that has to take the shit. <laughs> and that's that's what annoys me the most.
0: There are people who go like, oh, yeah, you should read this book. It's a good book. It's a good book. Uh, and they say it once in passing. And it's like, OK, maybe it really did help them. Maybe it is really a good book. But then there are those that really shove it down your throats, like the self-help uh, ideology or yeah. any book of that, like, like us right now. <laughs> um, like those no, we're sh- just reviewing. We're just saying reviewing. to read it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving a very whatever rating <laughs> it is, but we are saying it strongly recommend to ourselves. But I know what you mean. Like
0: those, the people who feel like the need to shove their ideology down your throat ten, normally are either politicians or just some of the saddest people around. Sometimes
1: both. Sometimes. I mean, it's amazing how those two overlap, right?
0: Right. The nice thing about a book like this is it's refreshing in that it it's not self help. It doesn't say you should be positive. It says you know what you if you want to be sad, be sad, mm. like that sort of thing. It's it's bold enough to be
1: unafraid. It's and honest. That's true. I also feel like I also feel like most people they don't really know what they want, so. Mm it's a bit of a cash 22 situation where if you don't know what you want, you don't know the approach to which you should get it. Mm. And so you get more sad because <laughs> you don't know what you want. It is a phenomena. We see more and more nowadays as our basic needs gets filled because like technology is improving, yeah, improving lives improving yeah. lives. So we start, to, we starting to yearn for more, more and more things. And it gets, it gets to the point I feel where, we stop appreciating what we have And instead we keep pointing new stuff So maybe it is the hedonic treadmill mm. um, Issue And I'm not sure How relevant this is But well, may- maybe the Popular way of being positive doesn't work It's just because it's the Popular standpoint right? And people need to realise that They can't just adopt one standpoint So what I'm saying is If Mark Manson's approach Is the popular standpoint we would be dissing it as the popular opinion because right. it's not working for most people. And we would say the same thing that he is advocating as toxic traits. But I think it's not it's not necessarily the actions that are toxic, but more like the lack of intentions of the people doing them behind it. I, if I you know guess, what I mean. I guess it's what you take out of yeah. it. Yeah, because if you try mm. to, because what I'm trying to say is like, if you don't know what you want no matter what method you try to use you're not going to get what you take well you're not going you're not going to get it yeah and so you get a sense of this doesn't work when reality is the source that's the problem not the path i mean i think he does address this uh in
0: the book briefly like if you don't know what you want and his the sole sort of solution is you shouldn't focus on what you want your end your end game if you don't know what you want you should focus on building small uh good habits so for example like exercising is a good habit that you should do and because it has other benefits so yada 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 uh reading a book has good benefits that's why you should nurture these sort of habits Uh, that's sort of his approach to it and he's saying that by nurturing these habits like sooner or later some good idea might come your way that's one way he advocates doing it i don't know if it was in his book or in his blog i'll caveat that But I do think, I do agree with that, like, if you don't know what to do, you might as well get some good habits in preparation for the eventual good idea. So, we're giving this a 7 out of 10. It's a relatively straightforward book with simple enough concepts to follow. The overall message is nothing new, if I'm very honest. It actually borrows a lot of old ideas from other places and strings them together in a very coherent manner. And the reason I didn't give this a higher rating is because it relies heavily actually on like shock factor and paradigm shifting, which is all well and good, but it rides high on this wave of anti-self-help. And I guess for most people, it's nice to hear that we don't always need to be happy or positive. And I do add, it does add a little caveat at the end that, you know, you sh- if you find something worth struggling for, you should care about it and you should give a fuck. But I think for most people, this this book is a good jumping off point into other books with similar themes that delve a bit deeper. So books like Stoicism Books, uh, Mm -hmm. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, or sort of any Buddhist text can go into more depth than this book can. And that being said, I have had the benefit of retrospect to colour this rating. Because when I first read this, I also thought, wow, this is the bee's knees. This is amazing. And having read the surrounding literature, I can go back and say that this book is really not the ideas it has are not new but it's packaged in a very very new age way which I can appreciate I'm sure the subtle art has helped some people and I wouldn't want to take that away from them so I'd say it's worth a read but I think it's also worth becoming more demanding as a reader after reading it If you like what we do, follow us on Spotify or in any of your other preferred streaming sites. If you want to leave us a comment or let us know what you think, you
1: can email us at papercut.cast at gmail.com or Instagram at papercut.cast, no caps. Or Twitter at papercutpodcast, one word, no caps. Look forward to
0: seeing you guys next week for another episode. Until then, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Peace. Out.